Carolina Catholic Chorale was created in 2013 and is dedicated to performing music chiefly of the Roman Catholic tradition. They have a new album that features masses by Caldara and Mozart, and it was recorded in St. Anne's Catholic Church in Charlotte. Thomas Savoy is their artistic director, and he joins me today uh, to talk about this recording and some of the work they're doing. So welcome, Tom. Well, thank you. Thank you. Why don't we just jump in and start with the Caldara, because there's an interesting story with this particular mass. Um, yes, there is. As I understand it, mm-hmm. this is something that you found that that needed some work. So just talk about how you found it and what you did with it. Well, a few years ago, uh, our parish had a pilgrimage of the relics of St. Maria Goretti uh, come to our church. We had about 10,000 people that visited in the course of a couple of days and in the course of picking music for a mass for her, I thought it might be a good idea to have music from one of her countrymen. So um, I set about looking for an orchestral mass from an Italian composer. And I had been acquainted with the works of Caldara, and so went looking in various sources to find an appropriate mass, something festive, but something uh, that would not be so ostentatious, you know, something that would reflect who she was, which was kind of a simple country girl um, who met a, quite a violent end, but that's a whole other story for you to, to find out, but uh, just a very inspirational figure. But I thought, let's look for an Italian composer, and I had... I love Caldara's music. So look, I was looking around, and I found a couple of different settings. The masses, the scoring was a little sparse, so I thought, well, let's, I'm a big person for uh, works that people haven't done before, and I've been that way for many, many years with different organizations I've conducted. So I saw this piece, this uh, Missa Quia et Mikia Tibi, and looked for it on the IMSLP uh, international score uh, aggregate, if you will. It's a website that has all music in the public domain. And so I looked, and there it was. And I said, well, this looks interesting. And I tapped on it, and uh, up came just a set of parts. And there was no full score. And so being the person that I am, which is, a, I guess, a yes, I am an overachiever, um, I set about saying, why don't we go and reconstruct this just as a project? I've never done anything like this before. So first of all, before all that work, I practiced due diligence and looked all over the world for a score for this because if you say the work hasn't been heard in 200 years, this is something you say with great trepidation, okay? But I looked on both sides of the Atlantic. My contacts in Italy could not find a full score. All the publishing houses, no full score. So then I just sat down and started with the first soprano part from a big pile of manuscript parts. I can show them to you. I have my briefcase. Uh, in three different manuscript hands, ancient, back from the reproduction of some maybe the, the 18th century, 19th century, and proceeded to get on my computer and line up the soprano, the alto, tenor, and bass for each movement, and then track on top all the orchestral parts. And it was fascinating because what I, it was like Michelangelo chiseling out a statue out of a big bunch of rock. Gradually, you saw this magnificent piece of music take shape. And being that it was inputted into a computer, you could push a button and play it back. 
So it was an immediate um, recognition of something that turned out to be extremely beautiful. So that's sort of the story of it, but I'm, I'm just kind of amazed that a piece that beautiful doesn't seem to have been recorded or there's no score for it. Right, and, and you think that it may not have been performed for 200 and some years, possibly? I, I don't. In all likelihood, I mean, you, there are certain spheres of academia where people get into this stuff, you know, and they would have a dissertation or something on it, and maybe they did it as a student work, but that's kind of rarefied, and I could not locate anything like that. People know of Caldara's masses, but not that one. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a a very interesting thing to do, a little bit of a feather feather in our cap, but we were pleased to do it, and um, especially pleased to do it in the mass. I'm going to change the subject here. Um, I would imagine on a Sunday morning, you're pretty busy. Um, yes, ma'am. Because you work at St. Thomas Aquinas. Mm-hmm. What do you do about breakfast? Is Sunday breakfast something you get to enjoy? Well, if I'm up early enough, Sunday brunch I get to enjoy a little more. But uh, <laughs> but when it's breakfast, it's usually on the go. You know, something quick. You know, a little bagel or something. And sometimes we'll have a muglet. A muglet. A muglet. Yes. Explain that. A muglet is when you take two eggs, you scramble them all up, you put whatever aggiornamento in your little spices, some some sun dried tomatoes, and you put it in a coffee cup. Put a little dash of half half and half, and whip it around, and pop it in the microwave and cover it up, and in two minutes, you have breakfast. It comes out looking like an egg-shaped biscuit. A biscuit-shaped egg. Yes, that's the <laughs> one I'm looking for. And it might sound gross, but it really isn't. I got it off got it off of one of these little Facebook presentations, but you can make that. You can also make um, a cinnamon bun in a cup. Really? Yes, it's wonderful. Uh, but sometimes I don't even have time to do that. You know, we're it's, we, we things get pretty busy. You know, uh, but yeah. And when I have time, I like to cook. Well, Thomas Savoy, uh, thank you so much oh, for talking thank to you us for today. Having me here, it's great. Thanks.